Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my guest is Rory Deer, who is the Managing Director of DSL. Hello, Rory. How are you? Hi, Rich. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, thanks yourself. I'm doing great, thank you. In full disclosure, we used to work together, so um, don't want to have any secrets or anything, but you're still <laughs> a good guy, even though we used to work together. <laughs> um, before we get into this, just so people people understand where we're going. Uh, what does DSL do? So we're a manufacturer and designer of embedded computing solutions across multiple verticals. Okay, very good. So uh, that leads me into my first question very nicely. When you, you talk about verticals, one of the issues that we're seeing here is that um, what used to be a vertical is now being handled by what I'll call mainstream hardware. Um, so when you're not able to design things specifically for a vertical, does that mean that the customers are expecting hardware and software, frankly, at a, at a lower price? And if that is the case, how do you maintain the margins that you need to do to stay in business? Yeah, I think the market is absolutely becoming commoditized. Um, I think as a, as a designer, you almost need to decide where you want to sit on the, on the premium uh, scale. Uh, for us, we, we want to sit high up on that. So it's really about how you maintain that reliability. And to me, a lot of that comes around component selection. And um, we have certain manufacturers that are perceived to be the highest cost, but that's because they have the highest reliability as well. And then we'll, we'll stick to those. There's certainly pressure to use kind of what we'd call non-patent parts um, from, a, from new manufacturers, but uh, and we, we stick to what we know. Okay. Um, so is some of the money recouped in NRE or is, is that also something that customers are saying, no, 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 I'm not paying that. That's included in what I pay for the systems. And um, no, we're certainly seeing a, a separation in NRE and people are very much prepared to spend more upfront, um, to get a lower unit cost because the reality is they're producing a lot more of the units now. So there's a lot more opportunity for them to recoup their NRE in the profit of the units. And are you required to go a little further down the design path with the customers now? So they're just basically adding their own special sauce or are they still heavily involved in the design of the system? And most of our clients um, provide guidance in terms of how the hardware ends up, whether they're looking for us for that. They're generally providing the IP in the form of the software that runs on the system. So what they're also looking for is for, for us to guide them down the minimal, uh, minimum hardware specification that their software will comfortably run on. Whereas I think historically that wasn't so big an issue. Now we've also been having this debate, this debate in internally about open source versus commercial software. Um, where, as a manufacturer, where do you sit on that on that fence? Are you very pro open source, or or do you think people should be, if they want to really have a secure system, they should be using commercial software? I think the problem with open source from our perspective is a lot of people want to use it because they perceive it's free or it doesn't cost much. Um, the people that use open source successfully tend to know it's in and out and they know how to handle it. I think the people that are unsuccessful using open source are, are just using it because it's free and trying to plug gaps as they can. Okay. Um, but it, is, it, is it possible to be as secure with open source as, as it is with commercial software? I think so. I think sometimes the, the wrong way to look at security is almost how long is it supported by? Is it within support day? What you need to be looking at really is the attack planes, the potential attack planes of, of the system, and then work your way back to see how protected they are and whether that's commercial or open source. I don't think it's that important if that's the way you're looking at it. 
That's an interesting way to look at it. And that's actually not the way that I would look at it because I think that the uh, longevity has a lot to do with it because if you're building a system you expect to be in place for 15 years, there are uh, hack points that aren't out there yet. And, and sort of where I'm going with that, um, people keep ad adding on to the systems. The system you deliver today will probably look very different from the one that's sitting on the customer location in five years because of all mm -hmm. the things he's done to it. And every time he does a thing to it, it's a different vulnerability point. Yeah, and I think that's a fair comment. I mean, in fairness, we don't get too involved in the software security side of it, really. We're predominantly hardware. Okay. So let's just circle back to the COVID-19 thing really quickly. Um, are, are we almost out of this? Is is it just about over? What what are you seeing? And, and I, we didn't say, but uh, based on your accent, I'm... I'm guessing you're in the UK. Absolutely, yeah. We, 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 we thought we were on the way out of it. There seems to be a couple of cities that have got spikes and now there's local lockdowns occurring there. Um, I think the industry is, is ready to return and whether that's physically returning or returning to operation, I don't think it's hugely important. Uh, we've certainly seen in this country, we've been hugely flexible from working from home and we haven't actually seen any difference in productivity from that. And it's sometimes difficult to go, okay, well, why should people come back then? Um, when we've seen such success while they've been working from home. Answer your own question. Why should people come back to the office? Um, I think one thing you miss is the, I hate the term, but the, the water cooler ideas, the, the, the quick ideas that are actually brilliant, but they're not worthy of scheduling a Teams call for or writing out an email for. And I think mean, that kind of collaboration and, and knowledge and experience that you build from just being around people is valuable. Very good. Uh, I agree with you 100%. I think that those water cooler ideas are worth their weight in gold. And I, I think that a lot of that, I mean, all of that obviously is, is missed. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Rory. I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me today. Right, thank you very much. That was Rory Deer. He is the Managing Director of DSL, and I am Rich Nass with Open System Media. Have a great day, Rory. Thank you. You too.